Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Changing Seasons, Faith Changes, presented by Pastor Alan Moss on July 2nd, 2017. Is everybody doing good this morning? Good. We're going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, so be ready for stuff to get thrown at you. Uh, and I promise it won't be bad stuff. Okay. <laughs> That'll work. Uh, you know, we're, we're in our, our, our sermon series of Changing Seasons. And we want to kind of continue that, but we're going to kind of throw a little bit of a curve at it. You know, we're still talking about, you know, the seasons in our lives and the changing of them. But we're going to talk about one particular season in our life that almost everybody in here has already gone through. Uh, some of us would maybe love to go back. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about our childhood. You know, the season of childhood. Uh, and one of the reasons why we're talking about that is you guys know we got VBS coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, and that's always one of my favorite times of the year. That's my vacation week uh, right there. Oh, that's perfect. Thanks, Cody. Uh, but that's my vacation week, you know, where I just, that's what I love. I love v, the VBS week. I love working with the kids because that's my opportunity to... Uh, even though Carrie tells me I'm a big baby, but that's my opportunity to be a kid for a whole week without anybody complaining or yelling at me or screaming at me or anything. So it's always a lot of fun. So what I kind of thought about doing today was talk about that particular season in our lives because it means a whole lot more than I think sometimes we give it credit uh, and really kind of what we think about. So the first thing I want to do is I want to, I want everybody to kind of think about certain times in your childhood that were the happiest times of your, of your life. You know, maybe an incident or something like that that happened uh, to where you look back and you say, man, that was a great day. And I, I wish sometimes I could go back and just live that day all the time. You know, so that's where I kind of want your mindset to be right now. Uh, because that's the way we, we want to really be. You know, in the Bible, it talks a lot, you know, about children. You know, and Jesus puts a huge emphasis on kids. And sometimes we miss that completely. Uh, we don't sometimes understand what he's really talking about, or we don't want to kind of comprehend it because of other things that we kind of think. You know, if you first open your Bible, open it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. And I think it's going to come on the screen. Yeah, there it is. Now, I want to read this to you. It says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, that's very true. And that's the way we need to be. Because our responsibilities change, right? You know, it used to be where I only worried about me, but then when I got married, I had to worry about Carrie, you know, and then when I had kids, I had to worry about my kids, you know, so our responsibility changes, so we grow in certain aspects of our lives, but you know what, there is a hidden message 
in that that we're going to talk about. Because the one area that we're really not supposed to change is our faith. See, we are supposed to have a childlike faith our entire lives. But we read something like this and we say, well, that means I've got to change my whole attitude towards God. Does it say anything in there? Mark, does it say anything about changing the way you, you love God or anything in there? Do you see it in there? It's not, is it? Say no, Mark. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, like I'm back in children's church. <laughs> That's right, you can't eat it till after service. Uh, that's the rule, that's the rule. But if you read that, it doesn't say anything about our attitude towards God. But as we grow older, we seem to think that that has to change as well. But it doesn't. And God doesn't want it to. He really doesn't. You know, and so I started thinking about that, and I said, okay... Well, if God doesn't want us to change, where does it say that he doesn't really want us to change? That we have to have this childlike faith that we did when we were kids. Because, you know what, if you don't think children have a faith when they're kids, man, you haven't worked with them long enough. And I want everybody to go back to when, if you've got kids, go back to when they were younger. Because their faith is enormous. And it's true. It's shown in such true ways that it's unreal. And when I started thinking about this message a few weeks ago, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, how can I put this faith in action? Where do I see it in action? You know, well, sure enough, my granddaughter showed me. She showed me what childlike faith truly is. Now, how did she do that? By a simple act. We were swimming. We were swimming and she gets out and she does this a million times, doesn't she, Raina? She'll get out and she wants to cannonball into the pool. Now her little cannonball isn't much of a cannonball, but she'll get on the pool. She'll, get, she'll climb out, she'll get on the side of the pool and she'll say, here I go. Now she will not go unless somebody's standing there has to be me or grandma or mom or dad, she won't go. She's terrified to go if nobody's standing right there. But if I say, okay, I'm watching you, I can be clear at the other end of the pool. But if I just let her know, okay, we're watching you, we got you, then she'll go without any hesitation. She'll get on that side of the pool and she'll say, Papa, you watching? Where you at? And I'll say, yeah, go ahead and go. She says, no, you're not looking. I said, well, I don't need to look. Yeah, yeah, you need to look. You know, well, it's because she has faith that I'm not going to let anything happen to her. And that's what it really is. She doesn't really care if I see her jump in the pool. She just wants me to make sure that I'm there so nothing goes wrong. So she gets up and she just jumps as long as I say, okay, I'm watching you, then she, she just takes off. You know, and, and I start thinking about that and thinking about that, you know, and I'm like, wow. She has so much faith that I'm not going to let anything happen to her. 
You know, even though I'm not near her, that's how much faith she has. She's not afraid of anything. You know, so I started thinking about traits of a childlike faith. And if you look at your notes on the first one, it's fearless. Childlike faith is fearless. I mean, they are afraid of nothing if you're there. You know, living in Oklahoma, uh, the one thing we have other than hot, humidity, lousy weather is we have tornadoes and we have thunderstorms that will go all night long. You know, and sometimes those thunderstorms are so loud and and the lightning is vivid it it will shake the house i started thinking you know about all those good times and the one thing that kept coming to mind is a lot of times when my kids were younger when in the middle of the night when a thunderstorm would come in you would find yourself with five people in my bed (laughs) you know sometime during the night one at a time my kids would come and crawl in bed because they're scared until they get in that bed. The thunder didn't stop. The lightning didn't stop. Sometimes tornadoes would be all around us and nothing stopped. Nothing changed except they were with me. They had that childlike faith because once they're with me, they're not afraid of nothing. When they're in their own room, just right down the hall. I mean, I could look out my bedroom room and see Arena's bedroom, you know, right there. It was right there. You know, maybe 25 feet and boom, there it is. But yet, if that thunder was going on in the middle of the night and our windows would shake and our house would shake, you know, and lightning would light up the sky, you know, she was terrified just 20 feet away from me. But man, she would make a beeline down to my room and everything was fine. No more fear. Because I'm there. And that's what God wants from us. See, God never leaves us. He's always 20 feet. He's always at the end of the pool. He's always there ready to catch us if we need Him to. But we don't have that faith. We don't have that fearless faith as we get older. As we get older, it kind of goes away. You ever notice that? We start letting the things we worry about control us because we don't look at our Father. We don't have that fearless faith of, wow, my God, my Father is right there. My Father is watching over me. So what's the worst that could really happen? We don't do that anymore. Because maybe we think we're too old to have that faith. I don't know. I know working with kids helps me out because they have faith. See, a kid comes in, they're not afraid of nothing. What is, and you can ask Mark, you can ask Josephine, what's the, when you ask a kid, now I'm getting some of these out, so y'all better be ready. If you go back and work with the kids, 
and you ask them any question, you could ask them sometimes, and it's so fun. You'll say, uh, okay, boys and girls, here's, here's a question, what's the answer? You know, uh, uh, who, who, who was thrown into the, the lion's den and, and, and nothing happened to them? And I promise you, four or five hands, do you know the answer, Jeff? There you go, Daniel. Yeah, but what is the answer that you get? You get, you get the answer all the time by at least two or three kids. That, they're the first ones to shoot their hand up. It's like, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You'll say, okay, what's the answer? What's the answer? God. <laughs> You'll say, no, that's, that's not who I'm looking for. Oh, okay, well, then I really know this time. And you'll say, okay, what's the answer? And what do they say? Jesus? <laughs> but they're not, they're not afraid to raise that hand. They don't care if they're right or wrong. Because they're back there with people that love them. And that's what really kids look for. They just want to be around people that love them. They have that fearlessness about them. That's why kids, you know, go to strangers sometimes. You know, it's because they just want to be loved and be with people that love them. They have that fearless faith that no matter what situation they're going to be in, they're going to be fine. And that's, that's sometimes bad, but in reality, that's great. And that's the way our faith needs to be. We have to go back to that season of our lives and say, you know what, I want to be a child again when it comes to my relationship with my, my father. That's what I want. That's why God says, I'm your father. He doesn't say, you know, I'm your royal supreme being. He says, I'm your heavenly father. How many times did Jesus say, I come from the father? I do my Father's work. I'm praying to the Father. That's what we need to remember. He's telling us in so many different ways, you have to be a kid. But don't take my word for it. Turn to Matthew 18. I'll let you get there for a second. Now, Jesus is with the disciples right here. Uh, and they're having an argument who the greatest of heaven is. But in verse 2, I want you to listen to what Jesus says to them. He says, Jesus, Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, which means, you know, you best listen up because this is the way it is. He says, as surely as I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, guys, there is no maybes. There is no you have to be so smart. There is no you have to memorize everything. It simply says... Unless you become like a little child, by no means are you getting into heaven. He's talking about our faith. Unless we give it to him like a little child does, 
What do you think children have to worry about? Wouldn't you love to, to be a child again? Come on. No worries. You don't have to get up every day and worry about a car payment, house payment, electric bill, whether you got enough gas to get to work and back. You know, what are you going to eat for lunch? Children wake up with this faith of they're taken care of. They're taken care of. All they want to do is what? Go out and have fun. They want to go see their friends. They want to go play. Nowadays, it's give me the phone. I'm going to play on the phone. But that's all they want. Because they have so much faith they're taken care of. And they are. See, next week we're going to talk about how much God really loves children because he also puts in a warning later on in this same uh, chapter. But, but guys, that's the faith of a child. And that's the faith we have to get back to. See, our seasons have changed. We get to, to high school, we think we own the world. We get to college, and then we know we own the world. And then we get to adult, and we're like, why does the world hate me? <laughs> you know, this is not what I signed up for. This is supposed to be easy. You know, it is easy. Yeah, there's going to be trials. And there's going to be bad things. But where are we supposed to look? When those thunderstorms come, where are we supposed to run to? We're not supposed to run to the world. Where are we supposed to run to? Who said that? Oh, you were just raising your... That's okay. I love to give out candy is right. But, but guys, we are supposed to run to our Father. God commands it. This is a command right here to his disciples. Unless you convert yourself, unless you become like a child, this isn't him giving a clue. This is him commanding where your heart needs to be. And, and I'm going to tell you what, that scares me to death when he says, you know, you're not going to come into heaven. By no means will you enter the kingdom of heaven. So no matter how many good works you do, no matter how many times you come to church, no matter how many times you donate, unless you change your heart and have the faith of a child, which means giving it all to him, letting him take care of you, by no means are you getting into heaven. And isn't that what faith is supposed to be? See, we try too hard to figure out what God is and wants and everything. We're doing a, in our small group, we're, we're studying the book of Daniel. I don't know how many has ever studied the book of Daniel, but it's not easy. Uh, and last week we were studying chapter 8. And it was one of, one of the dreams and, that Daniel had, and he was trying to interpret it. But at the very end, he says, I don't understand it. But then he moves on. You think we moved on that night? 
No. We spent an hour and a half trying to figure out the interpretation of the dream. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, we, we looked like, a, you know, a bunch of chickens being chased by a fox. I mean, we were just going around in circles. We didn't have a clue. You know, and then finally, somebody in our group said, you know what? Maybe we're not supposed to try to figure it out. You know, and that sounded good to me. So at that point in time, I said, that sounds great, we're done. <laughs> but you know, sometimes that's the truth. We spend so much time trying to figure out God that we don't try to get close to Him. Maybe we're not supposed to figure everything He has in store for us out. Maybe, just maybe, He's wanting us to jump off that pool. He's wanting us to just jump, knowing that He's going to be there for us. That's what He really wants. You know, and, and, and later on, we go to, to Matthew chapter 19, verses 13, it says this, You know, then the little children were brought to Him that He might put His hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. They don't learn much, do they? Sometimes the disciples blow my mind, you know, because they got chewed out constantly by Jesus. You know, so I, can you imagine being Jesus with these guys? You know, all the time they're bickering, arguing, fighting, and he's showing them miracles and he's telling them what to do, and they just sometimes don't get it. You know, and then they, they revert right back. Sounds like us, doesn't it? But Jesus said to them, Let the little, little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of heaven. You know what that means? He's trying to tell the disciples, Guys, their faith is unconditional. See, in a childlike faith, it's love unconditionally. That's all it is. It's love. That's where it starts. It's love unconditionally. Children don't judge you. Children could care less what you do for a living. When I, when I go back and I work with kids and we have new kids in, and Josephine will, will tell, say, tell, me, tell you the same thing, and so will Mark... When you go back and you work with kids, do you know how many times you get asked, hey, what do you do for a living? None. They don't care. They don't say, well, what kind of car do you drive? They don't ask those questions because their heart is already loving you. Why? Because you're there. You know, no, I mean, you're there. Kids love that. The candy is an extra thing. But I'm going to tell you what. You walk back there. If you don't believe me, ask Mark, ask Josephine. Work with kids because you will see as close to God as possible. Am I not right, Josephine? That's what it's about. You are no closer to God than you are when you're a kid. See, we think we've got to get older to sometimes get closer to Him, and you can. 
But purity, you're never as close to Him as you are when you're a child. That's the real love of Christ. No judgment, and it's loving unconditionally. The greatest gift that I've ever got is when you're walking in a grocery store or in a mall or in any kind of store and you hear your name being called, Hey, Mr. Allen! And you turn and it's a kid you've worked with in church. There's nothing better. Nothing. Why? Because they love unconditionally. Those kids don't care about my past. They don't care how much money I have or don't have. They don't care how fat or skinny I am. They don't care about nothing but me. Why? Because it's their faith. They are so close to God. And then you know what happens? We screw them up. <laughs> Adults really mess it up. Because we've, we've kind of fallen away from that childlike faith and we've put everything between us and God and, and they see that and they want to mirror that because they love us so much that unfortunately, sometimes we drag them further away from God. And I got news for you. Satan has no age limit when he attacks. None. He don't care if you're 50 or if you're 5. And if you really don't think that he attacks our kids, look at the family. You want to really try to destroy a kid, you destroy their family. You want to try to get to a kid, you constantly tell them how bad the world is and let them see it at a younger age. Used to be, man, kids wouldn't get in trouble till they were probably 12 or 13. Nowadays, it's younger every time. It's younger every year. Why? Because they are being attacked. And we don't realize it because we don't think Satan's going to attack kids. But he does. That's where it's our job to constantly remind them to keep that childlike faith. But the best way to do that is to show them. That's hard. But we have to, guys. We are commanded by God to have that faith and to get into heaven. He says, such is the kingdom of heaven, is these kids. I mean, that's just all it is to it. In Matthew 11, verse 25, it says this. This is Jesus praying to his Father. It says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and of earth, that you have hidden these things, the secrets of heaven, 
from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them to babes. To kids. You want to learn how to love God? Work with kids. You want to learn how to love? Work with kids. We need to be mirroring them. We need to be imitating them. You want to learn how to, to love unconditionally? You work with kids. You want to ha learn how to have fearless faith? Work with kids. Look at kids. Remember when you were a kid. Remember your kids. And then ask yourself, what's holding me back? Why can't I have the faith of a child? Why can't I do that? Because we can. We just put everything in between it. One of the greatest stories of the Bible, people kind of don't see it, I guess, maybe the way I see it. Maybe it's because I, I, I've worked with kids for 35 years. I don't know. But, you know, there's a story in Genesis of Abraham. And Abraham was told to sacrifice his son Isaac. And he loved Isaac more than life itself. But God told him, you need to sacrifice Isaac. So he took Isaac, and they went up to a mountain, and he built an altar. You know, and Isaac looked at his father and said, Father, where's the sacrifice? Abraham takes him and puts him on the altar. Takes the knife and gets ready to come down. He wasn't going to stop. Because of his childlike... Here's a 90-year-old man with childlike faith. Because he knew no matter what, whether his arm was going to be stopped or his arm went forward, he was following his faith in his father. He knew no matter what was going to happen next, God was in control. And he was getting ready to come down with that knife. And God said, stop. Don't harm the child. But see... There's more faith in that story than we first think. Look at Isaac. Here's a young boy who went with his father because he loved his father. What would you do if you knew you could outrun this guy, but yet he takes you and he lays you up on the altar, and you just lay there while he binds you up? You know what's going to happen. But what did Isaac do? Nothing. Nothing. He allowed his father to do that. Why? He had faith in his father. He had fearless faith, unconditional love. And he knew no matter what his father was going to do with that knife, he was okay because that's his daddy. And that's how much he loved his dad. And that's how much faith he had in his dad. See, that's the part of the story that's missed sometimes. We see Abraham's faith. But sometimes we don't look at Isaac's because he was a kid. But he had more faith than I'll ever have. To him, his life was fixing to be over. But he had faith in his father. 
And there's countless stories of children doing great things in the Bible because they have fearless faith. That's what we have to have. That's what we're commanded to have is a childlike faith. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We really don't. It can bring destruction. It can, it can bring sickness. It, it can bring death. We don't know. But if we put our faith in Him, it doesn't matter. Because we can't stop it. We can't stop tomorrow. We can only move forward with it with a childlike faith and keeping our eyes on our Father. That's all going to be fine. No matter what happens, my Father loves me. No matter what happens, my Father will take care of me. No matter what happens, I will love Him forever because He first loved me. So when you leave today, just ask yourself, what do I need to do to get there? If you're, if you're there, and if you have that childlike faith, glory to you. Please come show me. Because working with kids all my life, for the most part anyway, I still ain't there. I would still love to be like them. But you need to ask yourself, what's holding me back from being a child again? Because whether you're five or you're 95, you are his kid. You are his child. And that's the way he wants you to be a child. With the fearless faith of a child and the love unconditionally of a child. That's the way he gives it to us. And it's us to us to go back to that season in our lives and say that's the one thing that should never change. I should always be like a child when it comes to my heavenly father. Let's pray. Father, we we just thank you for the things that you've given us. We thank you for hiding the secrets of heaven in all of us. And we ask that you, you, you just give us the hearts like children, the faith like a child, the love of a child. That's what you expect from us. That's what you command us to do. Father, this world tells us otherwise. It tells us we have to look beyond you as we get older, that we're no longer children. Father, we ask you now just to remind us that you see us as little kids. Give us the courage to jump into that pool knowing that you're going to be there with us 
knowing that no matter what happens, you're there and you'll see us through it. Lord, we, we really ask that you give us the, the ability to love unconditionally. We need to love each other. We need to love each other for who we are, not anything else. Just like you loved us, we need that ability, that childlike ability to look at somebody and just love them, just befriend them, just like you did us. Father, I ask you, if there's anybody here, no matter how old they are, just let this be the day that they open their hearts and let you in. And they start down that journey of becoming a child again. But just the honest of you, looking at you as a miracle, knowing what miracles are instead of trying to figure them out. Just the awe of a child. We ask that you just give us that. Let us get there again. We thank you, Father. We bless you. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.